This is Women's Tech Radio, a show on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network interviewing interesting women in technology, exploring their roles and how they are successful in technology careers. I'm Paige. And I'm Angela. Angela, today we're interviewing Juliet Meyer, who's a friend of mine, and she works for Hearing Care Solutions as an IT and web manager. She wears a lot of hats, and we get to talk about a whole bunch of that in the show. And I hear she likes money. I have heard that. (laughs) So before we get into the show, I want to tell you about how you can support this show. If you like the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash today. That is how you support the whole network. And today represents Tech Talk Today. It is a show that we put on as a thank you for the people that subscribe to our network. By subscribing, you support all the shows of the network, not just one in particular. And as I mentioned, Tech Talk Today is the thank you show. You can also look forward to some interviews because we will be at Linux Fest Northwest this weekend, and it is going to be amazing. We hope to get some interviews and just some good content to talk about in a future show. Women's Tech Radio will be there along with most of the other hosts on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network. So come by and say hi if you're there. Yep. It's in Bellingham, Washington. And uh, we started our interview today by asking Juliet to explain what she's into in IT now. Hi there, uh, my name is Juliet, and I'm really excited to be on the show today. I'm the Director of IT and Creative Services for a hearing aid company, and my role is to support all of our WordPress sites, of which there are multiple. Um, desktop support, as well as doing all the Photoshop, managing all the social media. Um, I'm really a jack of all trades uh, for my company on top of trying to manage my VMware boxes. I I really run the gamut between doing more uh, local box stuff uh, as well as some of the server stuff and of course running around and chasing people down through the internet for for various different tasks, things like that. Um, It's a really varied role and I've learned a ton in the last couple of years. So I'm really, really excited to get to talk a little bit about it today. So many hats. I think that is a common theme of a lot of our interviews. Um, IT can't be pegged down to just one particular task. It's it's not a button pushing job, that's for sure. (laughs) Like not one single task. Um, Can you elaborate on the social media aspect of what you do? So one of the things that I do, um, I do a lot of the SEO installs for our various different websites. And then I also deal with some of the social media aspects. Social media is something that I have worked with throughout my last four jobs. Um, I was a super early Twitter adopter. I think my Twitter handle is from 2007, my original one. I got to watch social media evolve. I used to be a community manager actually for a company that went from having 1 million users to 13 million users. Wow. Yeah, that was an experience. (laughs) I've got some war stories from that. Uh, I used to work for a group called Map My Fitness and so I had the pleasure of watching them grow from uh, an angel invested company all the way through to uh, three rounds of VC funding and they actually got bought out by Under Armour in the last year after I had departed the company but I really got to see social media as it started to grow back when they were just starting the F5 conferences things like that. So do you enjoy your social media role? I do. Uh, The demographic that I work for is actually 55 and over. So a lot of the social media that I do presently is more answering questions and kind of directing people to the website. So uh, 
you know, and we don't have, we have more of a passive social media presence at the moment than we do an active one where you might see in like a startup or a tech firm. Now, does that mean that the hearing aid company, I mean, obviously mainly ten, uh, is geared towards elderly, but do you not, do you offer children's hearing aids and young adults? Um, we can mostly it's, we do a lot of Medicare and Medi-Cal, oh, Medicaid. Okay, sure. Right. So okay. uh, the majority, we, we have done children's aids, but I, they are the ex- rare exception, not necessarily the rule. So, but we do have, we do have some individuals who come in through Facebook, um, every now and again, but it's important for SEO and SEM to have those social media links and to push your blog. We get a lot of blog traffic actually through a couple of our different sites. So that's been really interesting to see. Um, obviously that's a big deal in terms of your, your SEO rating. Right. You know, interestingly enough, even though elderly is your dem- target demographic, it's probably their kids helping them yep, get exactly. hearing aids. So yeah, it's definitely not all for not. It's not all for not. That's oh. what I mean. That's uh, that's interesting because I was actually going to ask, like, it's fascinating to me that you're even getting questions on social media about stuff. We do. You know, it's funny. If you talk to, obviously, you've got kind of the newer end of social media, but the kids now, like the tweens, your early 20s, look at Facebook as the old people network. Oh, my gosh. No way. I kid you not. I kid you not. No, so, that's true. Oh, it's, it, it breaks my heart. I remember when, I mean, obviously you guys do too, uh, when Facebook and MySpace started hitting the scene. Yeah. Um, well, when Facebook first came out, you had to have a .edu to even get on. Like you had to be in correct. college. Exactly. Which is why I didn't join initially because I thought that was a yep. <laughs> so, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, no, MySpace is fine. <laughs> right? I had two MySpace profiles, one for my radio persona and then one for me because I used to work in radio. I used, I used to be cool. That's um, news to me. but it's really fascinating to see because parents i mean my both of my parents are um well over 55 and they both have facebook pages they both use them to connect with family so facebook is not what it once was i mean what is it one in six people on the planet has a facebook Jeez. yeah i think i read that statistic somewhere on the internet which means it has to be true (laughs) <laughs> Statistics don't lie. As long as it is at fact on Twitter, I think you're good. <laughs> right. <laughs> I believe everything that one says. No. <laughs> Clearly you should. Uh, and I believe everything Reddit tells me. So right. we're about even. Yep. So you've talked some about uh, SEO. And for those not in the know, what does SEO mean, stand for? So SEO is search engine optimization. You'll also occasionally read SEM, which is search engine marketing. And what that is, is basically trying to kick Google in a way that Google likes to be kicked to put your web page up at the top. Okay. And is that a skill set like you went to college for to learn search engine marketing or whatever? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Uh, it's been, I've been out of college a while. Um, so my degree is actually in broadcast journalism. My background is in television and radio. I kind of organically, uh, that's a fun word, fell into um, this area of tech. Um, my journey kind of started, I left uh, I left Las Vegas and CBS in 2009 and uh, actually got a job here in Denver working as a quality assurance tester. My background for QA is actually in video games. I worked for Petroglyph Studios for a number of years. They're wonderful They're out of Las Vegas. Um, and I think they have a new game out. They always have a new game out. I don't recall what it is, but uh, Grey Goo, I think is the name of it. Anyway, 
I I started doing quality assurance and testing for Met My Fitness and software, and I ended up moving into their customer service division, which included all of there was like 12 employees when I started, and I think it was around 100 when when I departed. Um, so I ended up in customer service and became their CSR manager, and that meant I was doing all of the, the software testing and then doing all of the releases on Facebook, all of that fun stuff on on Twitter and uh, through the, all of their different marketing channels. So I kind of learned about SEO and SEM in the field as it was becoming more prevalent um, around 2010. So I just, I got very lucky in that I got to grow up with the position and kind of grow into um, SEO marketing. It was a huge part of what we did for Matt My Fitness because everything had to be very geotagged. Uh, which is to say, like, I live in Austin, Texas, and I want to find all of the great runs or cycling routes. And so everything that we did for that company was very, very built into, we actually had a great development team. Um, everything was very, very stringently built into the code to encourage people to, when they Googled, I, you know, trail Austin, Texas, that's what would come up. So that's really, it's a marriage of, uh, it's a marriage of marketing as well as a, an agile development team. And I mean that more in the actual term of agile, not just the development style. <laughs> So, so obviously you didn't start in tech and you've kind of wound up in tech. Like what was that, that moment like, or the, the journey, the kind of the transition, like why the transition, what, what kind of spurred you to get out of radio to move over to do QA? Like, I like money. Um, <laughs> so, I, can, I can understand that story. I like money. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's really the base part of it. Um, I was living in Las Vegas and I worked for N NPR for a number of years and that was absolutely fantastic. It was a great experience. Um, and I did a lot of different things for them and then decided that I wanted to travel a little bit more. So I wandered off to Guam for six months, came back to the United States and uh, just kind of wanted to get back into radio, but I wanted to get back into commercial radio. Commercial and, and nonprofit radio are very, very different. And I wanted to live that lifestyle. But uh, part of the joy and detriment of radio is that it is a lifestyle. You are literally eating, sleeping and breathing radio. I mean, that is, that's all of it. So I went on to, I went back to school, you know, got another set of certifications and got into it, had a great time, met some really interesting people, did some interesting things, and then decided that I didn't want to work three jobs to support my radio habit, because the only way you can truly support yourself in radio is if you have the morning show or you are the afternoon drive show and or have a, a wealthy spouse. Um, right. So I worked four jobs, 70 hours a week to oh support my, my radio habit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I loved it though. I mean, it was great. I did it. I did it for a number of years and it was fantastic. But then I kind of was starting to cut, stare down the barrel of my thirties and uh, a buddy of mine said, Hey, we have an opportunity. Why don't you come out to Denver? And I said, I really would like to stop working like a crazy person. Um, okay, so I have a question. So uh, in sure. my background, so I worked for five years at a medical supply company, and mm -hmm. I started in the shipping department and uh, worked my way up. I did. Then I moved to purchasing, and then I moved upstairs to customer service, and then I kind of just became the operations manager without the title. <laughs> Oops. 
Oh, it's fine. It's, okay. it's because there was an operations manager. But anyway, the point is I had to learn like all about the billing aspects and all the different like, did, have you had to learn that? And has that been adjustment an adjustment? Do you enjoy it? Um, what is your I, level of participation? I love, I love my job right now. Every day is different for me. It's fantastic. I get to, uh, you know, it's a, from the little things of why doesn't my printer work? Um, to, oh God, oh God, it's on fire. Why, why are the servers not responding? Oh God, oh God, please help. And I, crisis management is something I'm very accustomed to when you work in radio uh, and there's flooding happening or you have to suddenly change things or someone says a naughty word on the air. Um, there are a series of fire drills that go with that. And then I jump directly from that particular pan right back into the fire, which is to say a startup. And anybody who's worked in a startup knows what that comes with. It is like a four-letter word. <laughs> I still had PTSD from, from something called the Tour de France. Um, <laughs> so I crisis management is something that, that I live for. I'm very comfortable in. And I'm very lucky that I the company I work for now is actually run and managed by women. All of our executives, uh, the majority of our executives, excuse me, are, are, are women who are exceptionally skilled in their field. Um, they're visionaries in their field and are absolutely fantastic. So, uh, you know, I've been given the opportunity to really learn how to use like a, a, you know, a VMware machine. Obviously, my background was not necessarily in that. Uh, I have an extensive Photoshop background, so I do, uh, you know, I've gotten to learn more about CSS. Uh, I've gotten to to really get to know WordPress in a, a very intimate uh, fashion. Because <laughs> uh, we do a lot of, um, uh, we are very agile in our website development here. So uh, we make a large number of changes. And so it's my job to, to never say no. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure you guys understand yeah, where that, that goes. Is, that is the IT magic, right? Never say no. Right. So my job is to say yes and get it get it done as and and with with pizzazz and a smile on my face and I absolutely love the company I work for I cannot say good enough enough good things about them they take great care of their team members um, and and empower empower their executives and their management to to make those decisions that are going to make the company better and we are doing something amazing. And we are really helping people get hearing aids because it, it's a it's a bloated market. Um, people can pay up to three thousand, three, four, five thousand dollars per hearing aid, and we offer them for significantly less. So I get to go home feeling good about what I do. Yeah, yeah, that that's huge. Is when when your job feels like it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. What is what is the the hardest part for you? You know, you 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 like the crisis. You like it seems like you like the learning on the job. Like, what is where where what are your pain points with IT? I, so I have learned a lot, but there are still some things that I don't necessarily understand. Um, you know, when something doesn't work, like I use a, an asterisk phone system and I don't program an asterisk. Fun fact, I don't program in much of anything uh, <laughs> except maybe HTML. I'm a WordPress jockey. I'm not a dev. <laughs> um, so uh, when I, I run into something where I'm going, oh, huh. This is the way. My problem is when you you look at a problem and you know it's a it's above your skill level, mm-hmm. and it's that moment of I need to get everything back and on back online and back in okay, but I'm not exactly sure how to do that. Fortunately, we have a wonderful offsite IT team that I can call on and say, "Hey guys, uh, this is above my pay grade. <laughs> so <laughs> what's broken? 
um, and they're fantastic and they they've actually been uh, great tutors and have been very helpful so uh, it's it's been a really really good experience but definitely my challenges are when I come across something where I just have absolutely no idea like I had to I had to teach myself Active Directory I had to teach myself how to deal with a, a Microsoft Exchange server um, I have several things that run on SQL and while I've done a a ton of SQL queries, which I hate, by the way. If I had to choose one thing to hate, I'm going to go with SQL queries. That's not a bad choice. Yeah. No, I don't feel like it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think, my biggest challenge. Like, I don't, you know, I think if I worked in a different company that had a different management, I think if I had a different management team, my experience would be very different. You know, there's, uh, I remember in other companies, there's that jockeying for um, tech supremacy. Mm. or who knows the most things about X, Y, and Z. And I have a I have an incredibly supportive management team. I think probably dealing with the Max is probably my least favorite. Fortunately, my boss, the COO of the company, is fantastic and speaks Mac more fluently than I do. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that check superiority, like, I've definitely run into that. I think one of the biggest problems I had when I was working in IT was that uh, culture... The IT culture where what you know is what makes you valuable. So sharing what you know yeah. is not necessarily a good move on your part. And so kind of breaking right. down those walls of like, hey, let's make this information open. It's all online anyways now, guys. Like, right. let's be a team. <laughs> yeah. You know, Stack and overflow that. is your friend. But like, especially with geek culture, like what you know and how smart you are is how valuable you are. And kind of breaking those barriers down is, is very difficult in some of these older entrenched IT departments. So that's really cool that you found a, a space where... That's not the case. Like, very rare. I'm so protective of my company because they've been so good to me. Um, but it is rare. And you find that, I think, more in a male-dominated culture. Um, in some of my previous companies, and I, I won't name names, people were retained whether because of the knowledge that they have or because they built something that was vital, even though they were they had no business being in the company anymore. They were they were jaded. They were bitter. They were upset. Yeah. Um, but they were they were retained because they had a certain skill set or because they had coded something that only they knew how it worked. Uh, because you run into that technical debt issue if you want to try and fix yep. mm -hmm. uh, that particular code base. That's a great term for it, technical debt. Mm -hmm. I did not come up with that term. I stole <laughs> that from someone else. Oh, yeah. no, that's, that's <laughs> It's a, uh, it's, a, it's a perfect application of the word, though. It is that, you know, you have to pay back this technical debt or you have to deal with some jerk. Mm -hmm. yep. Your choice. Mm -hmm. yep. And most companies are going to choose the jerk because it's cheaper. Yep. It, it's so expensive to bring on new people, especially at that level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is really fascinating once you kind of dig into HR management at all is like the most expensive part of people is onboarding. Like mm -hmm. we are very, oh, yes. very expensive to onboard. You know, your your productivity in most companies doesn't hit its normal until at least six months in. Yep. That's and it, I mean, that's it's a miserable place to be in. And I mean, fortunately, we're not bringing any tech high end tech people here. But, you know, even my my call center representatives or any of my middle, you know, that kind of middle management section, it's it's a long time before they're on they're onboarded. And we find that here, even though it's not uh, technically we're not an overwhelmingly technical company. Um, and so you've talked a lot about learning a lot of different things on the job. What are your favorite resources? Uh -huh. My boss. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, honest to God, she's my favorite resource. So so that one-on-one -on -one kind of mentorship almost is really super valuable for you? 
yeah, it, you know, uh, being able to sit down and, and talk to somebody who, because her background is actually in, um, she did a ton of QA work. She's done project management. So um, she's extremely valuable and she knows the business so, so well. Um, so the, the team that I have here is absolutely the best resource that I have. The, my, my peers are fantastic. My bosses are fantastic. Um, that's really a great, a great resource. But if, in terms of tech, uh, if I run into something that, uh, that I have no idea on, or my boss has no idea on, but it's still my responsibility. It's not something I can hand off to our offsite folks. Um, Skype and Gchat, to be perfectly frank, I have a huge network of friends who are developers or DBAs who are still I'm still in contact with and so when I run into something that I just can't seem to crack I will absolutely reach out to them and either they'll direct me to a blog or they'll direct me to uh, something that they've worked on or they'll simply write the SQL query for me <laughs> um, <laughs> yay <laughs> so, so you're living the your network is your net worth Yes, yeah. I that and that is true in my personal life as well. Um, <laughs> that's my skill set is my Verizon network. So, like, I've got I've got friends who spent the last few years working in WordPress, and so when I run across something that's rough like that, I, it, really, it's it's your ability to use Google. How good is your Google Foo? If you don't have a network to to reach out to, how good is your Google Foo? All right. So, one more question on that: How do you get over that? fear of asking questions because I think a lot of mm -hmm. people that we talk to kind of have that initial fear and a lot of people that I talk to who are just getting into software are like you know I don't want to I don't want to sound dumb or I don't want to feel like a burden like what kind of let you have that transition to not feel that way is it just I spent a lot in? of time interviewing people um, <laughs> um I'm an extrovert unlike most of of my mm -hmm. comrades in tech there is I know there's a lot of introverts in this field and it makes sense because you, you you truly geek out about this stuff. Like I get sit here and talk about Google alg algorithms for hours, but uh, I think it's getting over that hurdle for me is understanding that I didn't start out in this field. Like I accept that there are I know nothing, Jon Snow. Like I there is a lot of kind of there's a lot of sections of this of this that I know nothing about, and I'm okay with that. But the only way to to learn is to ask, and more importantly, most tech folks, if you ask them, they'll talk ad nauseum about this stuff. Mm -hmm. They absolutely love to goob about it, and I have a lot of um, experts in various different areas. Like I've got uh, I've got people who work for cloud storage companies who could talk endlessly. Like I've got a buddy who's an evangelist for solid fire one of the one of the cloud companies out in boulder colorado because that's where all the cool tech things are these days apparently hmm. so it's it, it it's human nature it, folks like to talk about what they do for a living they like to talk about tech really just asking them they're happy to yammer about it yeah the one thing that i found is that most geeks are introverts which mm -hmm. is always hard yes. to deal with but they have passions and it's what makes us geeks like being yeah being passionate about something is that so why we call it geeking out on something is so if you can kind of find those people in your network or meet those people at meetups or whatever and find their geeky thing and you're like oh that's the thing i need to know about and then they turn extrovert you just, just like momentarily. pull the yep. string on the little <laughs> yeah. toy that talks and right. it just goes yeah so very cool yeah and also totally i think that's yeah. actually an interesting thing that you brought up is the art of the interview i think 
you know, I got really super into radio and NPR and stuff, and I love the art of the question, and I think kind of studying that as as a geek because I geeked out on it. Like I feel like you know I was able to incorporate that skill too. So I would also recommend if you're feeling like you don't even know how to start a conversation, check out interviewing. Listen to NPR for a few hours, Morning Edition or Fresh Air. Yeah. Yep. Totally. So is there? Uh, oh, I had one other question. While we as sure. we wrap up, um, what software piece do you spend the most of your day in? Like, what what are your tools of the trade for your job? Oh God, uh, Photoshop. I think is at the tippy tippy top. What is Chrome for five hundred, Alex? I love <laughs> Chrome. I love the extensions on that. They, like I've got CSS Viewer. Um, I cannot live without. <laughs> I cannot live without that plugin. Oh my God. You gotta try Firebug, Juliet. I'm telling you. Oh, fi- if I'm in Firefox and I'm QAing, Firebug, a hundred percent. Oh, they put Firebug in Chrome now too. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I need that. I need that a lot. Uh, I, I thought I could only use it in Firefox, so I have the two both browsers. So if I'm doing QA work, I'll, or um, or something's not working, Firebug's absolutely yeah. my go-to. Yeah, awesome dev tools. God, so good, so good. Uh, there's a couple of other ones that I use. Um, really, the Adobe Suite because I do a lot of PDF conversions. So um, InDesign, I spend a lot of time in InDesign. Obviously, WordPress, WordPress, and more WordPress. I can't live without Dropbox. Microsoft Office, just for the, like they did, they done some cool stuff with PowerPoint recently. I know it's really rare to actually give props to Microsoft for anything, but I really do love PowerPoint um, as well as Excel. Um, but yeah, I think Photoshop and Chrome are really where I spend the majority of my day. Yeah. There are so many good resources um, just on the net as as it is. That's really where I spend a lot of my time, and I can't live without Spotify. Just for the record. Thank you for listening to this episode of Women's Tech Radio. Remember, you can contact us using our contact form at jupiterbroadcasting.com, which is also where you can go to the show's dropdown and look at all the Women's Tech Radio episodes that are, that have been released. And there you will also find the transcription of the episodes, which you can also find at heywtr.tumblr.com. You can also check us out on iTunes or follow us on Twitter at heywtr. And if you have a moment, take the time to leave a review on iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for listening.